Welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to stress less, live a more enriching life, and open up new and amazing possibilities. And I'm your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. Welcome back, guys, for part two of the budgeting series. To quickly recap, last week, we started off with just getting our net income and gross income onto the spreadsheet, and we determined our fixed expenses, both our fixed needs and our fixed wants. So as a reminder, you can get a copy of the spreadsheet we are working off of in the show notes. And when you open the Google Sheet, you can go to file and then click make a copy so you can have your own editable copy. I believe you can also download it as an Excel sheet if that makes more sense for you, but it is there for you to take and use and even tweak and modify to meet your own unique brain's desires. Quick, I want to give another big picture reminder of what we are doing here. So One of the problems with traditional budgeting methods and ADHD is it's a very hard practice to sustain. We ADHDers will get all excited setting up the perfect budget with the perfect categories and the perfect everything, but practicing this over the long term rarely works, and that's because we don't have the appropriate system, the appropriate automated system to keep us going even when we don't feel like it because it's happening in the background anyways, and the only way to break it is by you literally going in and changing stuff and breaking it because you aren't complying with the way the automation is set up. So that's the idea of what we're doing here. So setting up a budget, you know, when you're first getting into this and getting a new app or whatever, it can be very exciting. It can can give you that kind of dopamine rush of a new thing you're doing, but practicing it is a dopamine less experience. It is, there's no dopamine in practicing budgeting. It is a completely boring and anti-ADHD brain task. It's just, that's just what it is. So in traditional budgeting, there's not really any automation involved. Yes, there are apps and stuff, but you still have to go in and categorize things and set budgets and maintain it. And so by the end of this series, if you follow along and set it up as I teach, you won't have to do as much maintenance. You will be budgeting as you go throughout your day naturally because you're going to make it so you only have access to the money you actually have available for spending that won't get you in trouble if you spend it all, as long as you don't spend beyond it onto credit cards. You are going to know the exact amount you are over budget this way. You won't have to go into an app to figure that out. Now, don't get me wrong. There is work here in setting it up, hence why I'm going to have several more episodes about this. But once it is set up, the maintenance is minimal. And we are going to continue doing this slowly, one step at a time, so that you fully understand and can do this and have most of your questions answered, hopefully, throughout this process. So in this episode, we will cover the bottom two expense categories that are on the sheet. And this is the variable wants and the variable needs. You will see that as you scroll down on the sheet below the debt section. Now, this is a two-step process because because the first thing we want to do is bring on our actual spending onto the sheet that occurred over the past three months or so. And then we want to create another copy of this sheet where we're then tweaking the actual to what we want it to be that makes room for our goal. So what I want you to do is actually right-click on the sheet that you're on at the bottom, and you can duplicate the sheet so that you have another sheet that would be the that will be your plan sheet that's gonna show the goal, like show where we're gonna cut back and all that stuff. But for now, stay on the sheet you're on, and we're gonna keep forging ahead here. So what are these expenses? These are the expenses that get most of us in the biggest trouble, especially the variable wants, because this is the money that leaves us when we hand over a piece of plastic to a cashier at the clothes store or wherever we are, or press complete order on DoorDash, or type in our credit card number on Amazon, 
well, you don't even have to do that on Amazon. You just press buy now. Or, you know, this could be a variable one could be the latest self-help course that you're trying to get. So variable means it will vary month to month. Variable needs, usually there's not a lot of categories for variable needs, but it is something that you also want to track because there are variable expenses that are more necessity driven. However, you can still overpay for variable needs. So this is, like I said, a shorter list of categories normally and will include things like your basic groceries. Keep in mind for groceries, you may actually spend too little on groceries because you are getting your food from a variable want category that's blowing you up. Cough, 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 eating out and ordering in. It can also include things like needed home repairs and maintenance, health-related expenses, and items that are needed for kids, and clothes that you actually need, car repairs, and gas for your car to get to and from work, and so on. So you get the idea. I'm sure you do get the idea here. And these are also not really a big problem for most people because they aren't particularly the most fun expenses. However, it can be a problem. Maybe you do go grocery shopping. Maybe your income isn't isn't high enough to warrant you being able to afford going to Whole Foods, for instance. So like you could be getting your basic groceries for more than you can actually afford, but that's something we'll get into in the next episode. For now, we just want to get these expenses on the sheet. Now back to variable wants really quick. They are the ones we all know about. We already discussed some of them, but by far the biggest and most problematic one for so many of us is food. This is not just an ADHD issue, though I do think we have it worse with the impulsivity and planning issues, but it's the dawn of the internet and instant gratification and convenience and 21st century issue. We love to eat our paychecks. So yes, variable wants are food. And you may want to break this out between eating out and ordering in because going out to dinner for a, me- for a potentially memorable night with your loved ones and friends is a lot different than coming home from work and feeling tired and passing McDonald's and not being able to resist whether it's ordering in because you're tired and exhausted and you're at home and you're, you're, you're being you know lazy because there's perfectly good food you could be making in the kitchen. And we've all been there. I mean, literally, we've, we're all there every week at one point or the other. It's just a matter of somehow trimming that down. So whether it's ordering the DoorDash or passing McDonald's, those two things should be categorized, I think, potentially, if it makes sense for you, but it's up to you, of course, separately from dining out, which might be something that you actually want to do more of so you can plan nights out um, with the money you have available to spend. So other variable wants are things like shopping, entertainment, gifts, toys for your kids they don't actually need because there's so many toys already, and so on. Now that we have gone over the definitions of these variable expenses, it is time to look at our expenses and bring them into the spreadsheet, Uh, bring the actual variable expenses to the spreadsheet. So remember, we're going to do two We're ultimately going to have two versions of this. We're going to have our actual spending, you know, the one that we have to stare at and and confront, and then we're going to have the one that's the plan, but that's not going to be for a couple episodes. So here are a couple options. I already told you before to right-click on the sheet and make it duplicate it. You might want to do that a couple more times if you want to go back more than one month to get a better idea of your spending trends. At the time of this recording, it's October 6th, so maybe you would want to have three sheets so you could bring in your spending for September August and July. Okay. So that's something you should consider. I would definitely do that. Now, there are a couple of ways to get this info on here. There are many apps out there that you can most certainly use. And most of the apps pull in actually three months of expense data. So Honeydew is one that I have talked about before. I talked about that at length in my original budgeting episode, which was episode three. If you want to have actual instructions on how to use Honeydew and categorize expenses and all that, you could go to ADHDmoneytalk.com slash three, and you could listen to that episode Otherwise, you know, most of them are, you know, fairly self-explanatory. So you could get one of those apps, 
set it up like Mint, Personal Capital, YNAB. There's many of them out there. Beware of YNAB. Uh, it's very popular with ADHDers, but it's also, I talk to a lot of ADHDers that also, it drives them nuts. So just be careful with that one. So dust off the old app because I know you have one on your phone that you haven't touched in a while and refresh it and categorize and organize your variable expenses for the last three months and then bring them over to the spreadsheet for these three months. When you're doing this, put on some music, you know, use a Pomodoro clock, do whatever, this is the least fun part. So make it, try and make it as fun as you possibly can. Try and give yourself some motivation. Um, It'll be so worth it once you're done. It might be a little scary, but it's very worth it. So the other alternative is to get all of your statements from your bank and or credit cards, print them out or download them and start going through and starting to make lists on a spreadsheet or something on maybe another blank sheet on this on this whole worksheet and start sorting them into categories as you go down each and every one of these things. Uh, Make sure you have all three months and make sure you're not missing any banks or credit cards or that you might be using that you're forgetting about. My one big recommendation here is to not get bogged down in having all the right exact categories. Like I mentioned before, that can get very overwhelming. It can get difficult. It might not feel like it's fitting in the perfect spot in your in like with your brain, like it's not jobbing. Just use, you know, the dining out, the lazy ordering in, and then some of your main big categories that you see in there. You can group some things together that are related. You know, you don't have to you don't have to really get too cute. Um the whole point here is to get an overall sense of your spending, but also being able to do a little bit of analysis of of each item. If you're really detail oriented and you want to have it really broken down, then sure, like because you're not going to be having to do this forever. I mean, this is just an exercise to learn. So if you want to get crazy and break it out so you can really, you know, dive into the numbers and see where you're really, you know, what's causing issues and you can go crazy. But if you're someone who's just, that's going to overwhelm you, just keep it simple. All right. So I hope this was clear enough. That's all we're going to do for this episode. This is the episode number two. And next week we're going to go into analyzing our spending. So we're going to have all the spending on here now for these three months, or it is at least, I mean, at least do one month, but You'll want to do three to see if it's really variable or if it's kind of consistent. You know, this will be summer, so it's likely going to be higher because most people spend more in summer. And this will um, be the topic of next week's show, analyzing the expenses. Are you spending too much? Where is the problem areas? Where can you cut back? Is it potential that that the only thing you can do to, to make room to be able to save or reach goals or be able to stop accumulating debt is to make hard decisions? bigger decisions like downsizing and things like that. So we're going to get into that um, and use the spreadsheet to help us analyze and begin to sort of game plan, you know, what is our plan moving forward? I look forward to talking to you guys next week and we'll keep this puppy going. And I hope this is helpful. I'd love to hear some feedback. Um, I know it's difficult over audio to really do this. I really should have been doing screen share and putting on YouTube or something, but this was the most efficient way for me to get some knowledge out there. So I hope you appreciate it. And you can always email me for if you have questions or even want to do like a 10 minute screen share or something to help you out. So see you guys next week.